0: Welcome to Mama's Morning Cup podcast. On this podcast, hang out with Quinn and guests who are also fellow mamas, who will bring candid conversations covering the five pillars of inspiration, family, health, career, and books. Mama, we need to fill up our cups while juggling careers, our dreams, and a family. Mama's Morning Cup is a weekly podcast podcast just for you, to set your week up with intentional stories, joy, laughter, and a moment to yourself. My name is Quinn Minier, and I'm the host of Mama's Morning Cup. I am a mama of a thousand kids that love to encourage and inspire fellow mamas and fill their cups with intention. You can find me most days wearing leggings and reading a good book. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to remind you that you are not alone in this journey we call motherhood. Go behind the scenes of my chaotic household that should be a reality show, my opinions and views of this world, and hear from other women who will inspire us through stories of inspiration, family, career, and their health journeys. This is Mama's Morning Cup. I was once asked, in what ways have you been believing the lie that you have to do it all? Well, maybe I wasn't asked face-to-face, but I felt this question was directed at me. I have often felt I have to do everything. Like, I am truly one of those people who thinks if you want it done right, you do it yourself. Not working out so far... That mentality has been taxing and very stressful, to say the least. Honestly, why would anyone think this way? It has definitely been a lie that I tell myself that I have to do it all. You don't either. We don't need that type of negativity in our lives. On this episode, I'm going to be vulnerable and open up my single motherhood journey to you. This is something I never thought I would publicly share, but here we are. I am learning about acceptance and mindset shifts and that I am not the only person who has been a single mother, struggled with anxiety, and has a blended family. I hope you take away not only my story, but also how you too can achieve what you set out to do by inviting others into your life to help you. We don't have to do it all. So grab your morning cup. Today I am spilling the tea. Let me take you back to where this thought came from. I had my first child at 21 years old. I was in college and had the plan of becoming a physical therapist. Instead, I was blessed with a little boy who brought joy into my life but taught me that I had to take care of another human. I was in an on-and-off-again relationship for the last two years, and let's just say it wasn't healthy. When my first child was four months old, I found out I was pregnant again, this time with a little girl. I had my baby girl 12 months and two weeks after my first child, now a mom of two kids and only 22 years old. I tried the family thing as long as I could for the sake of my children, but in my heart, I knew it wasn't good for me or them. I worked low-paying jobs and took care of them to the best of my ability. And at the age of 25, I began a new relationship and had no plans of having another child. I had my boy and my girl. I was all set. A year later guess what? Fertile Myrtle over here was pregnant again. Eight months into that pregnancy, he left me. I think this is when my anxiety started. How am I going to raise three kids alone? I was living in low income housing, a very nice apartment, but not what I had set out to have at that age. I had been in this apartment for the last five years or so Now it was time to get serious I was still working throughout my pregnancy Making a whopping $10 per hour Before my lovely 30 cents raise I picked up extra hours on all shifts And relied on family to help me out with the kids When my little Bert was born She was born early due to not growing in my uterus And so I was induced I'll never forget that day It was the day I was scared for her And for myself. I was going to be bringing home a newborn along with me and two littles. Single motherhood was what I planned on for the rest of my life. I swore off dating anyone. I was still heartbroken from what transpired two months earlier. I was in a state of confusion of why me? What did I do? Did I deserve this? I dove into Bible reading and prayer My little bird has several health issues, which started at three weeks of age, where she ended up in the hospital with RSV, and then came the seizures months later, tubes in her ears, and so on. Now keep in mind, I had family around, but not the support I needed at the time. I am sure my family didn't know I needed extra support not only physically with the kids, but also emotionally and spiritually. I never asked, and if I did, it was in a slight, hey, can you watch the kids while I do X, Y, Z? The response was typically no, so I didn't ask too often. I enrolled back in school this time, which I had been at since 2003, and it was now 2012. I told myself, I will focus on me, the kids and getting an education so I can get a job that pays me enough to survive on. This is when I enrolled in the medical case management program at Davenport University. My aunt helped me out when I had classes and kids weren't in school or care. My granny lived in an apartment in the next building so she was there to help in any way she could. I spent time with my kids at the free movies, the 99-cent night at Old Country Buffet. That was our date night. We frequented the park, and I took them on little or big trips. These were my little buddies. I didn't need anyone else. They would slow me down, and I didn't have the time for someone else's ish. Fast forward right after my little girl turned one, I was set to fly out to Atlanta, Georgia, to go to a job interview. I was getting out of there. I could transfer my schooling. I would have a fresh start. The day before my life-changing flight, I met a man. Who, if you ask me, he slid into my DMs. And if you ask him, I slid into his. Only the Lord knows. I told him I wasn't looking for anything. And I was driving to Chicago in the morning because I was moving away he offered to drive me to the airport. I thought he was being creepy, not knowing this man owned a transportation company. I still laugh at this. Obviously, I didn't move away. Divine intervention set in. And in the morning, I woke up to catch that flight. I was sick. Now looking back, I think I made myself sick by being overly anxious and also being exhausted. I had run myself so thin, I didn't practice self-care at all. I ate at work most meals. I was on the go with school, work, and entertaining three little kids. I was 27 years old, and I felt like I was drowning. Again, I did not ask for the help I actually needed. I attended therapy off and on, mostly because I was in a court battle with my youngest child's dad and it stressed me out thinking he wanted to take my little girl away when I had done nothing wrong. Maybe one day I'll get into that story, but for now, let's stick with asking for help. I began dating that man who slid into my DMs. I never allowed him into my apartment. He picked me up in the parking lot. He was a perfect gentleman every single time. He did not meet my kids for the first few months because I wanted to shield them from the destruction of this relationship. It was when he asked me if he could take my kids on a date too and that it wasn't all about me that I began to open up and think, maybe he's a real deal. I knew I was in love with him But I couldn't let that show. Instead, I considered him a great friend. I moved to Grand Rapids, Michigan the same year I met him in 2013. I was already commuting there for school. We developed a great friendship and a year later on Valentine's Day, we were in a piano bar when he asked me to be his girlfriend. Eight years after meeting this man, I married I have graduated college twice, I own a home, I am self-employed, I'm a board certified case manager, my dream career, I have four biological children, we just had to try for the little boy to even things out, and three bonus children. And now I host a podcast. Even though I have all of this, I struggle with letting go of that mentality that I need to delegate ask for help and allow my husband, my teenagers now, and my friends support in the areas that I struggle in. The anxiety is still there, but it's mostly caused by being overwhelmed and thinking I have to do it all so I don't go back to being a struggling single mother living in low-income housing with a low-paying job. I hoard my money. I panic if bills aren't paid on time I don't buy myself anything because I never want my children to go without. I haven't grasped the concept of having a partner who won't let these things happen. Whew, okay, enough about my story. I know my story differs from other single mothers because everyone doesn't have the same experience. I want to tell you, I have been there with you for several years. I was also raised by a single mother and i know the struggle let's talk about practical ways we can shift our mindsets here's a great example since i work by myself i have been doing it all myself but there are tools out there to outsource things example in my line of work case management if i wanted, it i could hire an assistant to help with documentation email management mailing documents etc But I have chosen to do it all myself. Why? Is it a power move? Is it a control issue? Nope. It's being stubborn about not wanting to ask for help. How many of you can relate? When I was growing up, the saying, it takes a village, was very much true in a carried out statement. How many of us had grandparents close by when we were kids? Our neighbors watched us when our parents ran to the store, or we had play aunts and uncles and cousins who were around to help out. Nowadays, there's more of a me mentality. Why? It's still okay to ask for help. I don't know who stigmatized asking for help, but I don't like that person. I'm just going to add them to the list. I don't need that thought in my already full mind. When I have a client talk to me about needing help at home with chores, I refer them for home support. Or if they are being emotional on the phone about past traumas, family dynamics, or change, I often refer them to counseling. I am not a therapist by trade. There are only so many things my credentials and ethics of my title allows me to do. So I connect people to the help they need. There are so many services out there on top of different resources through technology that can be found with a simple Google search. Again, why do we believe the lie that we have to do it ourselves? Aren't we tired of thinking this way? I know I am. Let's promise each other to make some changes, okay? onto those changes that we just promised each other. The same way I approach my clients' needs, I approach my personal needs. I start with an assessment. What is it that you need? Here are some examples of what I have found people need help with, myself included. A babysitter or a caregiver for a loved one, socialization and relationships with others, community inclusion so activities, counseling service or other mental health needs, home help, grocery shopping. You get the point. After you have addressed your needs, write down who in your life can help you with those needs and how they can help. We're going to call this the planning phase. After making a plan, we have to carry it out in some way, right? Now we are going to link ourselves to those people and or service providers so family friends therapists chore providers etc by reaching out to them next we will implement our plan when they say yes they will help this is where you tell them exactly what you need and how they can help you closed mouths can't be fed so don't hold back After we implement our plan, we will then evaluate that we are feeling better and not only ourselves, but also the people around us who are there to help. If it's not working, then we find someone else. It's that simple. If it is working then we will go into the monitoring phase where we check in with ourselves and how we are feeling and how the relationship you have established with this person or provider is going after all when unloading some of the stress we carry of doing things ourselves we want to make sure things are going well the whole point is to relieve the burden on us this approach can be used over and over again Use this approach in personal matters, business matters, as a parent, a caregiver, in any role that you play, my friend. You don't have to do it all. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Mama's Morning Cup. I would love to hear more from you on the topics you want to hear. Head to MMC podcast link in the show notes and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next. See you all next time.